Hey guys, welcome back to this week's sermon recap, uh, where we take a look at the message from the pastors and we give it just a little bit of extra. <laughs> uh, so I am Riley, I am your host today, and I am joined by Bob Anderson. So Bob, how's it going? It's going good, Riley. Great. It's going really uh, good. Great. So could you tell people a little bit about you know who you are, uh, what you do around here, just so people can kind of get a, a feel of, of who you are. So. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, well, Bob Anderson is my name, of course, but uh, I'm married to Leslie, Director of Connections here at the church. So Leslie uh, A at mtco.com? Yeah. That yeah, lady? Uh, yep. Most people say I'm her better half. <laughs> uh, well, most people. Few. Uh, but then, uh, well, I've been with you before, I yep. mean, uh, with the youth group, yep. uh, being a leader there. And then uh, I recently just got done running the uh, Alpha program here. I've uh, been going to church here for, uh, I think, like f- four or five years. Sure. I think, yeah, here. I, it sounds about right, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Alpha is kind of a, a, a big deal, isn't it? You know, it's a lot bigger than what I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it truly is. It's something to where... Uh, um, you kind of handle life's biggest questions, right? Yeah, On it, uh, what, a 10, 12-week class? Yeah, it's a lot. And I think everybody needs to take it. I really yeah. do. I think everybody needs to take it. Yeah, so. it's kind of like... Uh, a more in-depth uh, confirmation class, but for adults, uh, and really for anybody. Yeah, it is. Essentially what it is. It, I mean, it's a really good, really great class. It is, and we dig a lot into the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit really is and in ways that even those who believe in Christ and, and have been followers of Christ for years never truly think of seeing the Holy Spirit this way. Yeah. And I just think it's it, it's it's an incredible program. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So, sure. Pastor Jason did a great job this week uh, recapping uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, mm-hmm. um, kind of moving into, you know, verses 21 and 26, 43 through 48, kind of talking a little bit about the, the whole chapter. But he kind of started it out uh, with uh, just a little bit of uh, fun on how mm-hmm. he learned to try to play guitar, uh, or as he noted a lot, that how he failed to play guitar. <laughs> uh, because back when he was trying to learn to play the guitar, uh, he was trying to learn from cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to, to learn that way, where kids today have things like YouTube and TikTok to learn how to play uh, guitar. So it got me thinking about music that uh, you know I grew up listening to. Uh, I grew up in the boy band era, oh where it was NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Hanson, uh, and if you listen to rap, it was a little bit of Nelly, a little bit of Ludacris, a little bit of Missy Elliott in there too. Mm. Uh, so lots of uh, great things there. But uh, I was a uh, Backstreet Boys fan myself. <laughs> I know everybody loves Justin Timberlake oh, and yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. but Backstreet Boys was the jam. I collected a lot of those CDs. So uh, that's what I grew up listening to. Probably explains a lot in my life. But, uh, Bob, what kind of music did uh, you listen to growing up? Oh, man. Uh, I was really into music as a kid. I got to say probably, uh, you know, a lot of Judas Priest. Um, Judas Priest? I've never heard of Judas Priest. Yeah, well, if you listen to the Backstreet Boys, you probably wouldn't know. That's the, but... <laughs> But Judas Priest and Rat and uh, Warrant Winger, things like that. You know? Okay. But uh, what, what, what genre is that? Because I got, I got no idea. I just go with the heavy metal part of it. Heavy metal. Yeah. Okay. But then, but then I got into then I got into the like the the eighties alternative. Okay. And I really got into that. You know. Yeah. And so, like the you know like the Fix or yep. uh, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Flock of Seagulls. Uh, yeah. I've, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I, so I got into that kind of music. You know. Yeah. Van Halen, you got to listen to Van Halen. I mean, I got well, Van Halen is just kind of one of those that's just 
anybody is i think listen to van halen it's a go-to yeah you know i mean for sure see pastor jason up to try and do an eddie solo i'd have paid money to see that. uh you know i heard him do a solo a couple weeks ago yeah. um unfortunately at a funeral and uh let's just say it's probably a good thing he did not pick singing as his oh. career uh much like myself i can't sing and i am not going to attempt to sing at least pastor jason's got the guts to do that because oh, yeah. i don't have yeah. the guts to uh lead worship fun fact uh he was he kind of proposed uh, they needed somebody to lead worship at first service, and he kind of threw my name out there to Julie. So uh, luckily for you guys, uh, that is not happening. I made sure that that does not happen because I would probably steer people away from Jesus instead of bringing them to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it makes two of us. Yeah. So, you know, and then from there, uh, after he got to talking a little bit about that, he, he really talked about how the Bible is written in a context that is very different from today. Very mm-hmm. different, and how a lot of times, um, even in, in the context uh, in which this passage was written, it meant something completely different to them, where they were to be peacemakers. Now, he, mm-hmm. he labeled out uh, 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 three terms, peace breakers, peace fakers, and peacemakers. Lots of breakers and fakers and makers, and mm-hmm. luckily there's no peace haters in there. Yeah, but that's true. I think if we wrote it today, peace haters would, would be in there. Uh, so, peace breakers, uh, those who uh, stir others up, otherwise known as stirring the pot. Stirring the pot. Stirring the pot, right? Yeah. I, I think yeah. we, we're all familiar with people like that, uh, whether we've been those people ourselves. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably guilty of that. I kind of have a nickname in my family where I just got to kind of stir the pot, kind of get everybody thinking a little bit. Um, and then you got uh, the, the peace fakers. Mm-hmm. The peace fakers. Now, I don't know about you, but the one thing that stuck for me, his definition of this was like passive aggressors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything that you kind of uh, picked up on on what he put about for uh, peace fakers. No, I just think one of the biggest things that came to my mind is just the way, I mean, I've been this way too, to where you could be you could be feeling or you just put on that show when you're talking to somebody, yeah. you know, uh, and when that person walks away, yeah. it's like you talk behind or you stab him in the back. I mean, yeah. I, I'm guilty of that. But, yeah. I mean, I think many of us are. And that's the one thing that kind of hit me hard where it's like, man, he's calling me out on this because it's like, this is me. Yeah. You know, and that that's the one thing that really, truly hit, you know. And uh, so that that's what I really got up out of that. Yeah, that was, uh, man, when he started talking about that, it's like, holy smokes. Like, that. if that didn't get anybody's attention during the mm-hmm. sermon, mm-hmm. they probably fell asleep. It's true. Um, it's very Kind of like what happens when I watch Netflix. I'd have mm-hmm. to go back and listen to that because that man that hit that hit home um but then he talked about this this thing called called peacemakers mm-hmm. um a lot of times when we think of, of people who make peace we think of peace in the middle east right that's kind of like a big thing lately with what's been going on in in israel and, and palestine but but peacemakers um it, it's not a mediator he said uh, but it's somebody who values relationship over an issue and i don't know about you um but uh that was one that really kind of stuck out to me, um, just from a standpoint of ministry is all about relationships, mm-hmm. and we we can't sometimes we we get so passionate that we we can't see past an issue, mm-hmm. and at that point we're not making peace. We're still kind of doing that whole passive aggressive thing. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen anything like this in in, in Caterpillar um, or or in in politics that uh, you know would make you know? for a good illustration for uh for peacemaking um you kind of hit it nail on the head with me though i mean 
to, to single out one, I don't really know, but like you're saying, it's, it's, it's a lot you see like in the ministry part of it, mm-hmm. but you see it in everyday life. You see yeah. it in our own life and our own, our own way of, of, uh, of the peacemaking part, you yeah. know? Um, it's just that, uh, this is tough. It's you know? hard, right? It is, it is because, you know, I thought about this on the way here to me, not that I changed the subject here for a second, but it's, this is to me out of the, the beatitude is one of the hardest ones to swallow. Yeah. This is, this is the pill, you know, to where it's like, because this really calls you out. It's gut wrenching. Yeah, it is. And it's, this is, uh, this just kind of talks about in a sense, like, the, the making the peacemaking part of, of of making sure that you make amends with somebody you know what i'm saying and don't let that stick with you yeah eat, don't let eat, it you know? fester don't let and, it eat at you and then yeah. ne- the next thing you know we, we have just like you were saying you know as far as the peace faker part of it you know that's that's another part right there to where it's like these do kind of they do kind of blend because it's like you know you have the the peace faker part to where it's like you know hey you know you talk one way about one person and then when that person leaves the room you, you talk about them behind their yeah. back but then the thing is is where does the men come in you know, and that's, it, it's tough, Riley. That's It is. It, it, it is one of the, uh, the the toughest thing. It's not as easy as listening to the Backstreet Boys. I, I will say that. Um, I will say that. Uh, but then he kind of talked about uh, six tips uh, for uh, peacemaking. Uh, number one was to see anger God's way. Mm-hmm. When I see of anger God's way, there's, there's one image in the Bible that s- sticks out. When Jesus flips the table. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, you know, yeah. like, you guys just don't get it. You yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Um, and he said anger is is a normal response for a moment, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're scrolling on Facebook and you see something, you're like, man, that makes me angry. I don't know about you, but I see lots of that on Facebook. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. It's getting worse and worse. It's yeah. it's becoming more of a, a political soapbox uh, or, or anything else. Um but uh, to see anger God's way, it's a normal response for a moment. And God gave us that anger for a moment to grab our attention, mm-hmm. right? To grab our attention. Uh, and number two was to understand what God really wants. To, uh, to take what he is teaching and then applying it. Um, and he talked about how obedience is greater than sacrifice. And I don't know about you, but that is one of those that is sometimes hard for us, um, especially when you... Look at the Old Testament a lot. A lot of times it's talking about sacrifices. Uh, and we learn lots of things from from that. And in, in the New Testament, uh, even then, they were still struggling with a little bit about the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that, to me, when it when the Bible says to obey, uh, it's kind of like, okay, well, I, I felt like I was obeying. Mm-hmm. But really, I was, you know, trying to make a sacrifice. And it, the understanding of the difference between those two, I think, sometimes is... Kind of, kind of hard. I don't know how you differentiate differentiate between the two between uh, a sacrifice and, and obedience. I uh, like in this one here though is understanding what God wants. You know, and, and that part of that verse twenty three, you know, that He read about you know offering a gift, um, and then kind of you know in a sense that if if your brother or sister has something against you, you know, kind of leave the gift there, go back, mm-hmm. settle it, come back. Right. Well, this part here is the part to where um, it's kind of like. I myself, I feel this is where like people can get stuck easily in their journey in Christ. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Towards like, you know, you can be a believer of, you know, Christ and you're on this journey of faith and you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger in your faith. But then all of a sudden you begin to get stuck. Um, I've always believed it this way towards like, you know, when you get stuck in your journey, it's because it's not that it's a per- on purpose that you're there for uh how could you almost like uh, God's being mean to you? Yeah. It's like, no, he's keeping you there because you got to learn before you can move on. Mm-hmm. And so at this point here, I think what's happening, 
I feel is toward you get stuck in your journey here towards like, you know, you come to him and you say, Hey, I got this gift, you know, and this, this sacrifice, right. Mm-hmm. Or this, this gift and it's a sacrifice. Well, we are the living sacrifice. So we're bringing ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, then all of a sudden it's like, he says, Hey, you know, listen, I love you. I appreciate this, but I need you to stop right there because I want you to be clean to me. You know, I yep. want you to be as whole as you could possibly be to me. Right. So you got something to take care of. You need to go back out. You need to fix this. Do the best that you can, then come back, and then I'll accept the gift. You know, right. not that he's not going to take it anyway. You know what I'm right. saying? But it's just that this is where you get stuck. But by doing that, and like you say, obeying, this I think is when, after you do that, God turns around and He says, "Okay, fine. You've learned that. Now let's move on." And for those who don't say, "Look at that," and go back to try to fix the, mm-hmm. the past or to fix whatever, I think this is where they get stuck. You know, and, yeah. and they struggle. Yeah, and I think a lot of times. Uh, is, when it comes to anger specifically, mm. and we have built up anger inside of us, the one thing we don't do is we don't give it back to God. We don't repent of our sins, right? And we just get we get stuck, like you said. We get stuck, and we can't move forward. Uh, number three, uh, make big sacrifices. Make big sacrifices. Uh, I, I kind of thought of this one as to to die to yourself, to die to yourself, right? To to say, all right, Lord, I I I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing, and I need you just to to kind of take this um, because at the end of the day, he knows what's best for us, um, and sometimes what's best for us is really, really inconvenient for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really inconvenient. Uh, and number four uh, was to love and pray for opponents, uh, to, to love and pray for people who uh, are against uh, who we are. Um, and so he, he called this... Um, uh, this kind of love, agape love, mm. um, where it, it, it's uh, an active goodwill, um, and it, it's wanting what's best for other people. And I think that uh, when we follow Jesus, that's kind of what we 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 aim for. But a lot of times we we just get wrong, mm-hmm. you know, where we just we want to love others, but a lot of times we can't love others because we're too busy loving ourselves. Mm. Um, we can't love God because we're not really giving him any time. We're not giving him our obedience. We're just giving him sacrifices and, and, and you know, and all that. Uh, number five was to see the nature of God where, where he said he isn't like us. Um, he, he's good. He's perfect. Um, and that um, that is something that I, I personally probably struggle with, uh, to, to, to see the nature of God. Because a lot of times the nature of God in a given season is a little different. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes he might, uh, he, his love is his, his love and grace are always there, but there are certain times where we've just learned hard lessons. Um, where there's consequences for for our sin, there's consequences for our anger um, in, in that. Uh, but then the last one was to strive for perfect love, perfect love. Now I don't know about you, but uh, I am far from perfect. I'm far from perfect, and so for me. Um, it's hard when when I hear this term perfect love because I I put so much pressure on myself already that uh, I, I don't give myself enough grace. Um, but he he introduced us uh, something um, uh, that uh, perfect love is actually attainable, um, and it's it's uh, something that John Wesley talked a lot about uh, that we can be perfect in our love towards God, and I think honestly that that happens uh, when we don't neglect our time spent with God. Mm-hmm. You know where. We, we have those habits of attending church. Uh, we have habits of, of going to small group. Uh, but we also have habits of, 
of something that we've started here recently uh, with uh, discipleship bands where you are confessing your sins to one another. But I, I think the most important thing is just alone time with Jesus, right? Alone time where you are giving God at least 1% of your day, which is less than 15 minutes. It's about 14 minutes, about 40 six seconds, somewhere in there. Um, about 1% of your day in 24 hours is that. It is giving God at least that 1% for him to do work in your life. But the most important thing I think that we can't neglect is to give time and space for God to speak back to us. Oh, right. Because a lot of times we just say, all right, here, Lord, here are my prayers. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And next thing you know, we're off to work. We're, we're doing something else, right? But we've got to give God space to be able to speak to us, whether... Um, you know, for me, a lot of times uh, I, I listen to podcasts uh, on my way to work. So sometimes I mute it. There's nothing playing. I'm like, all right, Lord, I've got 10, 15 minutes on my, on, on my drive, Father. Just, just speak to me. And, and I think giving God space to speak back to us, but then we have to, we have to obey again. What mm-hmm. he's telling us to do um, is super important. So, yeah, that's kind of what we got. Anything else that... Uh, I don't know, maybe you would have added to this uh, this passage or uh, this message? Well, I mean, there's it, it's it, it's deep. I mean, to where it's like this very last thing that you talked about, you know, is is the, the strive for perfect love. You know, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect, you know. And, and when Jason wrote this tip, strive for perfect love, the word strive, what a perfect, you mm. know, whether, whether Jason knew he was putting it in there or not, which I'm sure he <laughs> did, but strive, which means what? Do the best that you possibly can. Yeah. You're not going to succeed, but do the best that you can. Strive to be the best person you can. Strive to love the best way that you possibly can. You yeah. know? Give God your best, right? And, it's like in and, sports, right? When they say, we want you to be all in. We want your 110%. Right. We know you can't give 110%, but we want everything you got. And then when we talk about love, you know, it's like we're, we're to love those that, uh, even those that hate us. And it's, you know, how can we do that? We're not, we're not capable of loving that way, right? And and you've heard me say it to the to the youth, and I've said it to the to my grow group and other people that I've I've talked to. You, you can you can do it today, and it's not it's not a perfect thing to love that way, right? You know what I'm saying? It's a thing that we're given on this planet to love that mm-hmm. way. Because if you sit back and you think about it, how do you love if you if you have a dog? How do you love that dog? You know what I'm saying? This is how I relate it because, you know, you could be mad at somebody and, 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 and stab them in the back and all kinds of stuff. But the thing is, is when you have a dog, you know, you love the dog and everything like that. And you open the door, it's got to go to the bathroom. You let the dog out, spends a half hour outside, right? Whatever. You let, the, you let the dog back in. After the dog back, you know, comes back in, you're sitting in a chair, it walks right out in front of you and, and, and it goes to the bathroom right in front mm-hmm. of you, right? Yeah. You're That's so- happened. You're so mad yeah. at the dog. You're so mad at the dog. I was like, you serious? I just let you outside. But then the next thing you know, 30 minutes later, you get the dog up on your lap. And yeah. You're just loving it up. It's kissing you in the face, whatever the case may be. That's perfect love. Yeah. That's agape love. Yeah. You know, that that is just truly, it's just, it's an unbelievable love. And why can't we love people that way? Yeah. It, it, it's a struggle to me. This is one of the hardest beatitudes there is because it does, it, it truly calls you out um, in, in every in every nature. Yep. It yeah. does. So, um, so if y'all uh, got anything from this, uh, bo- uh, the Backstreet Boys is uh, the best boy band that's been around. Uh, just personal experience, uh, and lots of bands that I never heard of were, were Bob's. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we, I was. This has been a, this has been a great conversation. Just kind of recapping uh, Pastor Jason's message on uh, on the Beatitudes, especially um, trying to be peacemakers. I think it's something that we all need to kind of uh, 
to go to our Father, uh, Heavenly Father, and mm-hmm. just kind of repent of the sins that we've we've made and uh, strive for that perfect love each and every single day, right? Amen to that. Amen. Amen can't, to that. I can't think of any other greater word to uh, end this uh, pod than the words. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified of our most recent content. If you have any comments or questions for us, feel free to jump over to WashingtonCrossroads.com. Thank you again and have a great week.